Hey friends, Beth Steele here with the All Things Education podcast. So today I want to talk about engaging lessons. So last week I was doing some walkthroughs of classrooms and as part of my of my of my position, my role, I feel it is so important to be in the classroom seeing the lessons in action, seeing the materials and resources being put to use and how they're being put to use and and used. And so I thoroughly love and really feel it is such an important part of my job. And so last week as I was doing uh, some walkthroughs, it happened to be that the, the last classroom that I was in, the students were participating in a debate. And that the excitement in the room, so I happened to walk in as the the educator in the room was ha- gathering all the students and saying, okay, if you're on this side, your thought is this, you stand over here and on this side, you're representing this viewpoint. And then the students went at it and they started debating. And these were sixth graders who were immediately engaged and passionate about what they were debating. And they were respectful of each other Right, and there was there was this collaboration of what they were um, going to be stating as their points, and encouraging each other of yeah yeah keep going keep going go with that point, um, and it was it was just so there was just an energy in the room there was this vibe of excitement and passion and learning that was happening. So during the debate, the educator actually came over to me and was like, oh hey like this ties into. Um, you know, it was a history class. And so it ties into history from looking at things from different perspectives and how do you look at things um, and, you know, what type of source are, is it? And so how are you approaching that source? And it was just this fascinating um, activity. And he was having the students participate in this debate and then was going to tie it together with this history and perspectives. And it was awesome. It was one of those things that I stayed in the class for the entire debate because I was so engaged into what the students were saying and how they were saying it, right? So there was this academic piece to it, but also there was this other piece and it's so important right now um, for our students to be engaging in a collaborative um, social learning space in our classrooms because, hey, past year and a half hasn't really allowed us to do that. And so it was just this thing of beauty. And I, I left, um, I think as excited as the students that after that class. And I really left feeling like jazzed, like excited. Um, and I thought about how, you know, good lessons are exciting and they leave all individuals leaving that classroom excited because I will tell you in that classroom, there are students who, yes, they'll be engaged and they are good learners and they are good students. They have figured out how to be a good student and they want to be, and they are. But there are other students in that class that struggle with being a good student or don't know how to be a good student or don't know what that means or not sure they want to be a good student. And so the beauty of that was that every single individual in that room was engaged and to different levels, of course, like any lesson, but every single student was engaged. And that just... That got me jazzed. I was, I left the room 
and was like, oh man, that was good. Like that was a really great thing that I just saw. And so it got me thinking, you know, what makes a good lesson? Um, And so then I started thinking about the qualities, right? Well, thinking about the class that I was just in, there was definitely passion um, from all the stakeholders in the room. There was talking from multiple voices, not just the adult in the room, right? There were every single individual spoke um, and wanted to speak, which is fantastic. Um, Another quality of, of an engaging lesson is that there's movement, right? And this can be taken in different ways. So movement being like up in the classroom, students in this, in this classroom that I was just talking about at the beginning, uh, the students were, they were up, they were out of their seats and some of them were pacing, you know, a couple steps to the right, a couple steps to the left because they were listening, they were paying attention and a couple students actually switched sides. And so they went to the other side of the room, right? So there was this movement in the lesson, um, in, in the actual classroom, but also movement can be a simple turning of the head or of the body in order to listen to the speaker, right? So as I said, one of the qualities that I find as an engaging lesson is hearing from multiple voices. And so in good listening, right, we turn our head, we turn our eyes, we turn our body to be observing and listening the person that is speaking. And that's movement. That is, if you're turning your body to be um, aware of who is speaking, that counts. Um, And so seeing that, allows me to know that there's some engagement happening there, right? Um, So passion, talking from multiple voices, movement. Honestly, I actually think laughter uh, can can be, not necessarily always, but can be part, an important part of an engaging lesson. Um, When you hear laughter, especially coming from our students, our, our learners, they, it's, they don't laugh on command, right? Um, I don't know too many people that do actually. And so I, I think laughter is like this genuine, authentic response. And when you have that in the classroom, man, like some, something, something good is happening. Um, and so I would say laughter is a quality. And the last quality that I will say, so fifth and final quality, and I would actually venture to say that this is probably the most important quality in an engaging lesson, is that the students or the learners are in control of their learning. And that I think is so, it's empowering and it's impactful, right? Um, Because the students really are able to take the learning into their own hands. They're not passive learners, right? They have to be engaged in what they're doing because they're responsible for that learning. And so that's definitely a mindset and a, and a mind shift. And it's one that, it, you know, it, it takes time to get there as an educator. But I think you can see once you do um, even just a single lesson where you kind of put the learning into the hands of the, of the learners, of the students that are in your class, there can be this automatic switch of like, oh, dang, something good just happened. Because they do, they, they take ownership. And that's what we want in our learning, right? That's, that is a skill that I want 
our learners to leave our system knowing to, how to do that. Um, because they, they're going to be more successful because they, they, were, they figured out, okay, what do I need to do? How can I do it? How can I do it in a way that I understand and then I can show others that I can understand? So those I would say are the top five qualities after seeing the lesson and just kind of thinking and reflecting upon that, that sixth grade debate that I saw last week, I just quickly, those are, those are the qualities that, that jump out to me as being engaging. So passion, talking from multiple voices, movement, laughter, and students being in control of their learning. So then that got me thinking, right, of if those are the qualities, how can our learners, right, and learners can be educators, they can be the teachers in the classroom, and our learners um, can be the students in the classroom, our young learners, right? So how, what are the activities that can lead to these qualities becoming present to allow for engaging lessons. There are endless answers to this, um, but I want to share a couple uh, with you today. So the first one I will say um, is really taking that, that last quality that I, that I talked about of students being in control of their learning. So a couple of years ago, I um, was teaching a, a, an advanced level Spanish class and we had just finished a unit on um, La Guerra Sucia in Argentina, the dirty war in Argentina. And it, it was at the time where I was really kind of changing up and, and experimenting with my teaching practices, especially with regards to assessments. And so I put it out there to the students of, okay, you know, we just finished this unit and I want you to show me what, what did you learn? What did you take from this unit? What, what do you, what's important? What do you remember? Um, and you can demonstrate your knowledge to me in any way, shape or form. And I'm pretty sure, uh, that's that's the way I post it to the students. It was so general. And of course, some students are like, well, wait, what, how, I, 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 need, I need a rubric. I need to figure out what, what do you mean? What does this look like? And I, it was one of those things where, and I had had the students for a couple of years at this point. So I was, they, they were comfortable with me. I was comfortable with them um, and allowed me to really kind of do this and, and see whether it worked or not. And holy moly, it was awesome. So the, I, I let the students work in pairs if they wanted to. Majority of the students did. And uh, all pairs, all groupings did something different. And it was awesome. Um, so for example, one group of students actually ended up, they had they talked about it. They happened to be in ceramics class together as well. And so what they did was they created something in their ceramics class that they were able to use in ceramics class, but then they brought it to Spanish class and explained why they made it, right? And so it actually was this, it was, it was beautiful. It was a heart that they stood up, right? So it's this upwards um, standing heart and there was a hole in the heart and they then 
connected um, their their piece their ceramic piece to the unit, and they made this beautiful connection. Um, and it's it's something that I have never forgotten that they did, and this was a few years ago. And I'm sure if I touch base with these students, they would remember that unit, um, something about that unit and something about that because they created this piece. Um, and it was so beautiful. It was really wonderful. Um, another group of students ended up, um, using iPad and doing technology that I would not at the time I did not know I was unfamiliar with it, but I learned and it was awesome. Um, so they ended up taking an iPad and using a whiteboard and creating, um, this video with those tools and explaining the, the, the dirty war and where it was and, and all the different things about it. And it was awesome. And so that to me, just the students totally took control of their learning. And as the educator, um, I was able to see what they learned, what they grasped, what stuck out to them the most. And if, if anything, I learned so much from their own assessment and reflection of the unit. It was so powerful because then I was able to also kind of um, shift what I had planned during the unit, right? For future years of, oh, you know, everyone was kind of heavy on this one topic. So I'm going to make sure that I stress the other topics as equally as heavily as I did that one. Um, so it was just, it was super impactful. The students really had full leeway of what they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it. And it was awesome. So that was one, um, one way to make an engaging lesson and an engaging activity is really quite honestly putting the learning into their hands and saying, okay, here, right. We, we did this learning together. Now let's actually look at what does it mean? Show, show me something, create something, um, from that learning. Um, a second activity, um, that I wanted to share with regards to engaging lessons is, <clears throat> A lesson that I absolutely love and I loved doing it and it was so fun um, for, the, for me as the, as the educator, but also for the students. Um, and that was having the students create a children's book. And so these, I did this um, with a mid-level range Spanish class. Um, and so these are students who were able to produce language and written and oral. And again, I, I left it open in the sense of just here's an opportunity, create a children's book, create a, create a children's story. And we talked about, well, what do children's stories have, right? That was the conversation we had. And students, you know, we came up with different things about the characters and whatnot. And, and we also came to the conclusion, right, that a lot of children's stories hopefully all, right, teach um, a moral. And so they then, after that conversation, the students partnered up um, and created children's books. And so they wrote the story, they illustrated the story, and they created um, some version of the story. It could be digital. So they were able to use um, an online program like Book Creator, um, or slides, or it was hand-drawn and they used paper 
another, um, a couple of the groups actually then created an actual book. Um, and so they, you know, went and had it made at a store. Um, and that was like way above and beyond, but they were so proud of what they had created that they wanted to go that extra mile to really feel the book, right. That they had created. And it was, it was wonderful. So they took this, right. This, this idea and they ran with it again, all students were engaged because I didn't say it has to be about sports or it has to be about theater, right? I gave open realm, right? What's your interest? What do you want to write about? And of course, inevitably, it brought into play the grammar, um, the vocabulary. It brought in all of the things that we were working on in class anyway. And so it was this beautiful thing where they were able to create something, um, and all students were engaged in it because they were able to pick what they wanted. And so there was investment there, right? Um, and then what actually, in my opinion, brought this kind of that extra mile is that we went to uh, a first grade classroom and we the students were able to read their books with the first graders. And that was priceless. The students knew, okay, I'm going to be reading this book to, you know, young students in the district who someday are going to be at the high school. And they, so they just took it to this extra level of seriousness, which was awesome. And the day that we were able to go and read to the first graders. And so what happened is that we, you know, the students were, were with their partner to read the book together and we broke the first grade class up and so the first graders were you know in in two groups of two or groups of three and they were able to rotate around and read a couple books and so we had talked to I talked about with my students before we went of like okay are you just going to dive into the book or are you going to actually say hi and introduce yourself and talk to the student first right we had those conversations and so we were talking about how do you engage with others how do you in, in um introduce yourself to someone and someone who's younger, who might be a little bit shy to, to meet you or not know what's going on and not understand. Oh my goodness. You're, you know, not many of our, um, first graders in the class that we went to knew Spanish at all. And so it was this fun process of, okay, well, you know, just like when they read books in English with words that they don't know, how, how do you introduce words to them? And so it was really a fun, I mean, the students, I remember getting on the bus after, after the reading was over, it was awesome. Our, the high school students loved it. The uh, first graders loved it. I remember getting onto the bus to head back uh, to the high school because we're not on the same campus and students on the bus. I remember whoa, one student from the very back of the bus stood up and goes, Hey, Miss Steele. I'm like, yeah, what's up? That was the best field trip ever. Can we do it again? That to me, total success. If we have students, we have our learners asking to do it again, something good is going on, right? Because they're engaged. They took ownership of it. And that project was not easy. I will tell you, it was not an easy project. Creating a children's story, the, the, the versions, the iterations that they went through, because we needed to make sure, right, that it was, it was 
it was appropriate. It was, um, their Spanish was accurate in it. And the fact of that was their response to me was just like, okay, you know, I got, I got to be a little bit more creative and thinking outside the box and doing activities like this that get all students engaged in the lesson. So I know I only gave you two um, activities, but there's so, so many, but I just wanted to give two activities that I have done previously and the, the response that I had gotten for them. And I happened to pick two activities that went well, trust me, we all do activities where we're like, this is going to be great. And then it's a major flop, right? They happen. It's normal. That's the beauty of education, right? Because we can then, we can adjust and, and change and make things better. Um, but those are some, some of my thoughts on creating engaging lessons and activities that we can use in order to make our lessons be engaging. So I hope you were able to take some little nugget of goodness out of that. And I hope you have a wonderfully engaging lesson coming up.